You're listening to Comedy Central. Hello, welcome to the Jim Jeffries Show. And guess what we're not talking about tonight? The Mueller Report. I can't believe he wasted two years writing a report. He should have just beaten up a nerd and got him to do it like I did at school. <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to read the Mueller Report. Just someone tell me which Mueller gets the best gas mileage and I'll get that one. <laughs> Let's start the show. Jim Jeffries show. I'm Jim Jeffries. Last week, President Trump announced he would roll back sanctions on North Korea because according to Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Trump likes Kim Jong-un. So it sounds like diplomacy is going pretty well. New commercial satellite images that raised new concerns this week about whether North Korea is restoring missile facilities or readying to launch a rocket. Geez, that's not good. I know the United States has nuclear weapons, but I don't know anything about them, and apparently neither does the United States. At a recent meeting on nuclear policy, some House members didn't know basic facts, like how many nukes we have or what kind they are, and some of the older members don't want to bomb Korea because they still have kids there from when they fought in the war. It's... It's a little scary considering that there are about 15,000 nuclear warheads in the world and the United States have almost half of them. Only Russia has more and... Wait, North Korea only has 15? Why are we worried about them? They have as many state-approved haircuts as they do nuclear warheads. And that's not a lot of haircuts. Believe me, I've tried every single one of those haircuts and you get real bored real fast. And where are we keeping all of our nukes? There are hundreds of silos scattered across Montana, Wyoming, North Dakota, Nebraska, and Colorado. So if there's an accident, basically the entire Midwest will be full of horrible mutants living in devastation and eating nothing but canned meat. So their world won't change. But what about real people with feelings? Another problem with our nuclear weapons is that many of them are old. What concerns me most is the infrastructure, the wiring, the cables, computers in our launch control centers that rely on 8-inch floppy disks. Floppy disks! I only hope that no one's using the phone when I'm trying to bomb someplace. Hello? Oh, for f**k's sake, General! Get off the AOL! I'm trying to nuke someone! <laughs> so... By the way, can, can I hear that again? <laughs> that's, that's the sound of Stephen Hawking's sleep apnea. <laughs> was the sound, was, was. <laughs> and what if the worst happens and Trump decides to push the button? Launching a missile involves much more than pushing a button. And really, there is no button. <laughs> I really wanted there to be a button. I've always imagined that Trump pushed a button which rolled a ball down a track into a hamster wheel powered by Jared Kushner, which activates a fan that pushes Mitch McConnell's skin flaps to swig a switch 
that activates a robot from Rocky IV, which delivers an electric shock to Kellyanne Conway, who lays an egg that contains the nuclear codes. And then a couple of guys turn the keys at the same time and boom, shakalaka! Okay, so the button isn't real, but at least the key is. At the designated time of launch, the five crews simultaneously turn a launch key retrieved from their safe. It only takes two crews to launch, so three can refuse to do any of the prior steps, and the missile or missiles will still fire. Wait, it only takes two out of five to fire? So a majority can vote against it and it will still happen? What is this, the 2016 presidential election? <laughs> Hi. I'm Jim Jeffries, host of The Jim Jeffries Show, and I want you to know that I didn't like that joke either. It's a tired political statement based on the false idea that anything a comedian says on television will make a difference in our deeply broken political landscape. But I'm trying to get nominated for an Emmy this season, so when I turn back, please applaud. get down to it, there's only really one reason to still have a nuclear program. As it stands now, the main argument for nuclear weapons is to prevent attacks by nuclear weapons. That's a terrible reason! <laughs> Plus, it's kind of unfair that only nine countries have them. I say, every country, every country gets two nuclear weapons. But there's a dilemma. They both work, but only one of them will hit the target. The other one just goes up and straight down and blows you up. But you don't know which warhead is which. And you're only allowed to fire one of them. So good luck, Papua New Guinea. Let's find out who you hate. I reckon it's probably Mama Old Guinea. Stuck up old bitch, stuck in a wood. Anyway, we'll be right back. about nuclear weapons, the less I wanted to die in an atomic blast. I still want to die in one, but less now. And it got me wondering, is it actually possible to survive one? Let's find out in a segment we call The Small Chance You'll Actually Live Through a Nuclear Explosion and Have to Go on Living Your Already Miserable Life in an Even More Miserable Wasteland Filled with Nothing But Unimaginable Horrors. The Small Chance You'll Actually Live Through... It's a bit wordy, in the early days of the Cold War, the government put out videos with some friendly advice for surviving a nuke, like this one from 1951. There was a turtle by the name of Bert, and Bert the turtle was very alert. He did what we all must learn to do. Duck and cover. Duck and cover. That's stupid. I'd just shit me pants. It it's gotten me out of quite a few scrapes in the past. If you shit your pants, people leave you alone. You'll be in your bunker and people will say, don't go in there, he shit his pants. That's also how I got out of jury duty. But if you're a coward and you don't want to shit your pants, you can still duck and cover. But I think maybe this video downplays the threat a bit. You know how bad sunburn can feel. The atomic bomb flash could burn you worse than a terrible sunburn. Yeah, 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 being blown up by a nuke is like sunburn. 
You know how sometimes you go to the beach and you sit out too long and the next thing you know, everyone you've ever loved is dead? <laughs> it's just like that. <laughs> but even today, duck and cover is still pretty much the best advice. After an explosion, there's going to be fallout coming down and the fallout can be intensely radioactive. This way, everybody. But if you can get inside, that distance will save your life. Come on down. Why is he just leading attractive women into the basement? <laughs> he, he, he's like, he's like, follow me. No, not you. Yes, your friend can come. Uh, only blondes and, and uh, don't ask me why. Time of us are the essence. And no fat chicks. They take up too much space. And you, and you all have to shave your bushes. Shave all of them. We'll need them for blankets. Scratchy, scratchy blankets. <laughs> Fancy fallout shelters cost as much as $3 million for a spot. But if you don't have that kind of cash, there are a couple of low-budget options. Bruce dropped all 42 of the old school buses into a massive underground pit. It includes two industrial kitchens, a living room, classrooms for children, and washrooms with running water. You really couldn't ask for anything else. Except, of course, for death. <laughs> Which, frankly, isn't a bad option. When it comes to surviving a nuclear apocalypse, people always have the same questions, like, what will we eat? Who will we f And are the answers to both those questions the same? <laughs> My biggest question is, who the f still wants to be alive after the nuclear apocalypse? I have no interest in surviving a nuclear attack. But if for some reason you do, I made a new instructional video that has some advice a little bit more relevant for today's world. Hello and welcome to the Jim Jeffrey Show Guide to Surviving a Nuclear Attack. First and foremost, make sure the bunker is fully stocked. Be sure to cover your food to stop those pesky radiation chunks. There won't be any Wi-Fi after the bomb drops, so make sure to print off all nudes from your phone so you have reading material in the bunker. I keep mine in a three-ring binder labelled book. No one will ever know. Don't forget your most distant cousin with a fertile uterus. We're going to need to repopulate society, so inbreeding is not only fun, but inevitable. When the bomb is on its way, make sure to encourage everyone in your workplace to duck and cover. Then run to your car and drive away as fast as possible. The streets will be empty because everyone in town is stupid and ducking and covering. So good luck in a nuclear wasteland, everyone. We'll be right back. Or maybe not. That's our show, but before we go, we talked a lot about terrible ways to die tonight. So let's end the show with some news about someone who didn't die. Tomorrow, Jimmy Carter passes George H.W. Bush to become our longest living president at 94 years, 172 days. 94 and a half years young. Rare, sure, but impressive? Uh, past a certain point, it's not really an accomplishment. Uh, there's nothing worth celebrating. You, your body is falling apart. Your friends are dead. Your kids are probably dead. You're just taking up space. No, no, no one needs to be 100. I think the sweet spot is to die at a healthy 80. After that, go away. I say, 
I say if you make it to 80, we should make life more difficult. After that, no more oxygen tanks. There's oxygen all around you. No more wheelchairs, only walkers. And, and you don't get tennis balls. <laughs> then at 85, we step it up again. No more beds. <laughs> at 90, you're going outside. <laughs> at 95, no more drinking water. You just get to lick the early morning grass. <laughs> and at 100, we take away TV land. No more wanking to Mary Tyler Moore or flicking your bean to Bob Newhart. <laughs> if you're still alive after that, you can say you earned it. I'm Jim Jeffries. I think we can all do better. Good night. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.